the second book of Samuel. All the tribes of Israel came to David at Hebron and said, Look, we are your bone and flesh. For some time, while Saul was king over us, it was you who led out Israel and brought it in. The Lord said to you, It is you who shall be the shepherd of my people Israel, you who shall be ruler over Israel. So all the elders of Israel came to the king of Hebron, and King David made a covenant with them in Hebron before the Lord. And they anointed David king over Israel. David was thirty years old when he began to reign, and he reigned forty years. At Hebron he reigned over Judah seven years and six months. And at Jerusalem he reigned over all Israel and Judah thirty-three years. David occupied the stronghold and named it the city of David. David built the city all around from Milgo inward, and David became greater and greater. For the Lord, the God of hosts, was with him. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church.
For whenever I am 
this, the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon, and are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Then Jesus said to them, Prophets are not without honor, except in their hometown and among their own kin and in their own house. And he could do no, no deed of power then, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and cured them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. Then he went about among the villages teaching. He called the twelve and began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over the unclean spirits. He ordered them to take nothing for their journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in their belts, but to wear sandals and not to put on two tunics. He said to them, Wherever you enter a house, stay there until you leave the place. If any place will not welcome you, they refuse to hear you, as you leave, shake off the dust that is on your feet as a testimony against them. So they went out and proclaimed that all should repent. They cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and cured them. The Gospel of the Lord. Love is trying to make known to us. My 
My grandmother listens to everyone. And as far as I know, she never made any of us feel that we were wrong. Among thousands of books and articles on her shelves, the things that she read ran the gamut from ultra-right-wing conservative Christian Billy Graham to Stephen Charleston, the dean of one of our most liberal seminaries, UBS. She read every point of view and had room in her intellect and in her heart to see the validity of each, which is much more than I can say about myself. When I showed up at her house this week, past week, knowing that I was to be given some part in officiating her funeral. I saw those Billy Graham books on the shelf and thought maybe I was going to get thrown off the cliff as soon as I opened my mouth in prayer in that house. But it was not to be. My relatives were absolutely gracious, and we prayed together and honored an amazing matriarch together in great love. It turns out that I was the one making a limiting judgment. And so it was I, in my anxiety, who was limiting the possibility of love and the expectations I had of my relatives. We have these little expectations, don't we? Expectations that hold us back from living the full life of love that we are created to live. And I mean that both individually and as a people. As a people, for too long we expected that marriage was only for some people, but last week the Supreme Court broke through that limiting expectation and expanded the possibilities of love. For too long we as a people expected racism to be a thing of the past without having to do much about it. And then we were somehow caught off guard by a year of overt racist violence. And now we are in a place of expanded awareness, and we can take that awareness and do something with it if we choose to. For too long in mainline Christian denominations, we've had these expectations that conservative or deeply devout, charismatic or overtly Jesus-loving Christians are all judgmental and close-minded. But what if we looked deeper and saw the passion for God and the expansive spiritual energy that is very real in those communities? I invite us to look at Christians who we think are very, very different from us, Christians who offend us, and see brothers and sisters who can teach us about the depth of devotion one can have for God. So many of us refuse to listen to or offer our respect to people who we see as very different ideologically or in life experience, whether they are a family member or a celebrity or a stranger on the street who we have made a snap judgment about. There are so many ways in which we have allowed our limited other people to cheat us out of all that God may be offering us, in all the ways in which we are actually being invited, often in surprising ways, to bring about the love of the kingdom of God's dreams here on earth. In the second half of today's gospel, Jesus sent his disciples out with nothing of their own, no food or extra clothes or money. They were to go out and be with people who they did not know, people of different traditions and cultures, and they were to depend upon the hospitality and generosity of others. What vulnerability we call them to? And what intimacy was made possible by that vulnerability and by the hospitality that was offered? And when it didn't work out, because it doesn't always, when hospitality wasn't offered, when people refused to listen to each other's stories, when people refused to experience love through one another, Jesus told his disciples not to force it. 
church and for the world. In the Anglican cycle of prayer, we pray for the Diocese of Poyanapoyo, Ibadan, Nigeria, for the worldwide Anglican communion, and for Justin, Archbishop of Canterbury. In our diocesan cycle of prayer, we pray for the ministries of Grace Church, St. John Church, St. Mary's Church, St. Paul's Church, Newton Highlands, Trinity Church, Newton Center. We pray for Catherine, our presiding bishop, Michael, our presiding bishop, Brett, and for Alan and Neil, our bishops, and all clergy and other ministers. Grant Almighty God that all who confess your name may be united in your truth, live together in your love, and reveal your glory. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for all in authority, remembering especially the God, our President, Charlie, our Governor. Guide the people of this land and of all the nations in the ways of justice and peace, that we may honor one another and serve the common good. Lord, in your mercy.